With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. You've made it to Wednesday, February 7th. Welcome to Sports Talk. It's 6.03. I'm John Wilkerson with Vince Ferrara. It's going to be a warmer day, but it's a colder start. Temperature right now, freezing, 32 degrees. So, depending on your location, could be a... uh, a layer of frost on the windshield, or maybe it's just a little condensation, all of the above. There could be something uh, that you might have to deal with, but not a guarantee. Vince Farrar, how are you? Good morning. I didn't have any of that. Completely dry. Un- good for you. Casa de Ferrara. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, right there at the uh, at the piazza. Um, <laughs> so we have a lot going on today. It's a game day for Tennessee basketball. Volunteers in action tonight at home against LSU with a 7 o'clock tip. So we'll have a lot in regards to that. And Vince, as we launch right into the walkthrough, we, uh, we, we're going to talk a lot of football today as well. We will. There's uh, quite a bit going on. Obviously, there's the Super Bowl uh, on the way, and there's been a lot of coaching hires, and one of those coaching hires is the Tennessee Titans. So in the 8 o'clock hour, Mike Keith of the Tennessee Titans will join us. We'll get his reaction first time on our show to the hiring of Brian Callahan and how the staff has come together. So that will be at about 8.20, and then about 8.35, we will visit with VFL Matt Sims, who, of course, was uh, with the Atlanta Falcons when they were in the Super Bowl uh, with, uh, obviously, that uh, uh, that loss to the New England Patriots. So we will get Matt's experience on the Super Bowl, the prep, the two weeks in between, and, and uh, all that kind of stuff, get a prediction out of him, and maybe sneak in a couple, couple two-tree Tennessee football questions as well. So that's the 8 o'clock hour, and then... A whole lot to get you ready for tonight's game with Rick Barnes, Toby Awaka, and a little cutting room floor of Tennessee freshman who had a, an excellent a few minutes off the bench in contributing to the win, Cameron Carr, real talented uh, freshman for Tennessee with a 7-1 wingspan. We'll hear a little bit of him. He's my Vol Network pregame interview, so we always, besides the prime cut, we always bring you a little bit extra audio, so We'll, uh, we'll bring you Cameron Carr coming up uh, as well. So lots to get to. And our friend Jesse Smithy, John, uh, because this is ne- technically, I get, I don't know, maybe they've removed the title. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe this Wednesday, the first Wednesday of February, has lost its title of National Signing Day, whatever it is, Signing Day 2, oh, however you want to call it, still local products that are going to get college opportunities to so get Jesse Smithy's Thoughts on some of those? Yeah, a number of, of area schools are, are having ceremonies today, and it's more than football, uh, as that you've got multi a number of athletes that are going to put their name on the dotted line today. So that's uh, that's going to be going on. But great conversation or, or great content from Jesse Smithy coming up uh, a little bit later this hour. And with uh, with Mike Keith, the third time will be the charm. We've talked to him. This will be the third time we've talked to him since uh, the uh, the Titans made their choice and this is the first time it's actually going to be on the head coach because there was a there was Todd Helton getting into the Hall of Fame <laughs> then it was the senior bowl now it as you mentioned not only is the head coach in place but you're seeing that staff really start to t- 
take shape. Mike's versatility to be able to discuss and break down numerous things and being there at the Senior Bowl, and then obviously his time here at Tennessee, Todd Helton. So uh, now we finally get around to the head coach and the staff. Very much so. And uh, with Tennessee basketball, the volunteers taking on LSU. Tigers arrive with a record of 12-9, and 4-4 four and four in SEC play. Uh, they have found a way to win on the road. Tennessee 6-2, and 16-5. and five. It's the 118th meeting between the two schools. Tennessee leads with 67 wins to 50 for the Bayou Bengals. As far as the home team, Tennessee is 32-18. and 18. Games played in Knoxville, and volunteers looking for a third straight win in the series won last year at their place the Maravich Assembly Center 77-56. Yeah, a little bit of a connection. You'll hear about it later on between one of the redshirt one of the freshman redshirting at LSU and Tennessee's Cameron Carr. So, uh LSU pretty good statistically in a lot of different areas and they are improved of course their head coach Mike McMahon, Oak Ridge native, uh, running that LSU program and he's got a, a better outfit uh, right now with uh, with LSU this year. Very much so. And then you, uh, you've you also got a couple of other things in regards to signing day. There was news yesterday for Tennessee football, and that is Ryan Scott, who is at West High, has decided to uh, accept the invitation and join the Tennessee football program. A two-time five-star preps defensive player of the year in the city, and he's going to make that very short trip from Sutherland Avenue to Neyland Stadium. That's right. After a 14-year career at West High School, or seemingly so for opponents, because he West would would be so veteran every year, and then they'd have such a great defense year after year after year, cashing in now with Lamar Brown. Uh, what an amazing job he's done with that program. But, yeah, Ryan Scott, just is such a, a pleasure to watch, and I think will be a great addition to Tennessee's uh uh, room and uh, and uh, you know his uh, his opportunity here uh, down the road. Yeah, so I I think it's another strong addition and and that's something that you've seen uh, as you mine the local talent. I mean, it was Deshaun Bishop who joined the program last year, and then you've got two from Knoxville that are also following a very similar path. So credit to Josh Heupel and his staff for doing their due diligence and allowing some of the uh, a lot of talented players to stay very close to home. And there have been others that, you know, some of them with, with the walk-ons, some of them are on the roster at certain periods of the year, and other times they, you know, they cut it a little bit shorter so they're not on there. So, they, But they have utilized some of those local talent, and even in-state talent, if it's not right in their backyard. So in, another thing in terms of Tennessee football is this case with the NCAA, the lawsuit with the Tennessee Attorney General. So yesterday, Judge Corker in Greenville, Tennessee, denied – Tennessee, the te- the temporary restraining order requested by Tennessee and Virginia. So status quo until the preliminary hearing scheduled for next week. So even though the Tennessee and Virginia weren't granted that temporary restraining order, the judge noted, quote, considering the evidence currently before the court, plaintiffs are likely to succeed on the merits of their claim under the Sherman Act. So, uh, yes, it was the TRO was declined, but that is the biggest n- noteworthy news coming from that. So he said there is sufficient evidence that the NCAA's NIL recruiting ban likely harms competition. Very interesting that the judge would include 
that commentary in addition to the restraining order basically saying, eh, you guys are going to win, so we don't need to do this right now. Yeah, and I, you wonder whether or not that will impact uh, how either side approaches this case moving forward. But, yeah, I thought that that was something that, while it is status quo in the case, that's uh, very significant news for Tennessee and Virginia in that regard. And sports attorney and legal analyst Dan Lust, who joined us last week, basically said that, hey, it was the weakness in the case that there was no harm to Tennessee yet. It was just an investigation. So uh, that that's kind of what that decision says, and it certainly – bigger picture the the headline to many was denied tro denied but that's your bigger story so uh well this this will uh will continue to evolve and and take layers but that was a big one yesterday yep as uh as we highlighted where tennessee fell at number five in the national collegiate baseball writers association rankings that came out last week four more vols have been named all american uh same panel, that would be the baseball writers, said Drew Beam was first-team All-American. A.J. Russell gets second-team nod. And then you have those that round out the crew, and that would be another second-team nod for Billy Amick and then third-team honors for Christian Moore. So Beam, Moore, and Amick have been a part of each preseason All-American team, and now A.J. Russell gets a nod as well. As Blake Burke did, I guess it was Baseball America that mm-hmm. we were talking about yesterday. So it's five different Vols that have gotten some national recognition. And it ranges, I believe they had one another preseason poll at number 11 as a team. So I think 5 to 11 is the ranges of the preseason polls that have been released so far. That's right? right. And the coaches yeah. poll came out yesterday, which has Tennessee 8th. Right. So you've gone 5, 8, 8, 9, and 11. Yeah. So, I mean... It's there's a lot of really good teams in 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 college baseball, including a lot of them in this league. So nothing to get upset about one way or, or the other. But it just shows you this team with some different names is still going to be very good and probably will evolve into different phases as the year goes on because it's a long season. That it is. And there was a basketball last night in the Southeastern Conference. Victories for South Carolina as they won a battle down to the wire against Old Miss, 68-65. Gamecocks now 8-2 and two in conference play. Old Miss 5-5. Five and five. And Kentucky, uh, it was bounce back for the Big Blue. Congratulations to them. They overcame the sellout crowd in Vanderbilt for, the, for Kentucky to bounce back against that kind of adversity (laughs) on the road at a sellout environment. How did they do that? That is very impressive, Calpe. That's right, because the sellout was primarily bluish. (laughs) So it was very similar to uh, to Tennessee in the sense that, well, not as impactful as orange and white in regards to sheer numbers, but there was more blue and white than there was black and gold. Yeah. So that was a, a 109-77 win. And you've got three other games tonight on the schedule besides Tennessee and LSU. Alabama at Auburn. Quick turnaround for that rematch. Alabama won in Tuscaloosa. Auburn trying to repay the favor tonight on the Plains. Texas A&M at Missouri. Tigers trying to avoid an 0-10 start. Uh, trying to avoid an 0-10 start in league play. Georgia at Mississippi State. No games this midweek for Florida and Arkansas. And it is, of course, Super Bowl week. We're continuing to hear some interviews. Let you hear a little bit of what Trey Smith had to say. A little shout-out for Trey Smith, the VF, two VFLs in this game, and Trey Smith and Jawan Jennings. One of them is going to win a Super Bowl, so we'll we'll let you hear what Trey Smith had to say a little bit later on as well. 
It is 614 on this Wednesday morning. Again, 32 degrees as you make your way out the door. It's going to get up to the low 60s, just as it did yesterday. A little bit warmer than expected yesterday, but the uh, the range they're shooting for, 62, 63, something along those lines. We've got more sports with Benjamin Hardy and his report, and then more sports talk on 99.1, the sports animal. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Tonight, the sixth-ranked Tennessee men's basketball team hosts LSU at the Food City Center. Tennessee has won the last two games against LSU, both by more than 14 points. Tip-off is set for 7, with Vol Network coverage beginning at 6.30 right here on the Sports Animal. Staying with men's college basketball, unranked Clemson defeated the third-ranked UNC Tar Heels 80-76 last night. P.J. Hall led the Tigers with 25 points and 9 rebounds. This is the second time Clemson has defeated UNC at Chapel Hill, with the first ever being in 2020. Martinez ahead for Stone. Now Stevenson with Carlson. Skate the stick. Dangles. Scores! To put it on ice! In NHL news, the Edmonton Oilers missed their opportunity to tie the longest win streak in league history last night after falling to the Las Vegas Golden Knights 3-1. Had they won, they would have tied the 1992-93 Pittsburgh Penguins' 17-game win streak, which is the longest in NHL history. Their 16-game win streak gives them a tie for second place with the 2016-2017 Columbus Blue Jackets. That audio is courtesy of ESPN. With your Sports Animal Sports Minute, this has been Benjamin Hardy. Stay tuned. More sports talk is next. 622 on this Wednesday morning. It's Sports Talk with Vince Ferrara. I'm John Wilkerson. It is signing day number two as the traditional signing period begins today. A lot going on. There were a number of kids in East Tennessee that weren't able to sign on the dotted line in the first signing day in December. But as I caught up with Jesse Smith, the five star preps.com, there are a good number today that are able to map out their next level con- uh, path. Yeah, I mean, quite a few, and as we've seen, as you mentioned, typically that December signing period is for your elite Power 5 guys that want to midterm enroll and get on campus as soon as possible. And then as when February rolls around, it's the guys that are finishing out their high school career or their senior years and going all the way through May, or maybe they're simply waiting for an opportunity to, to befall them, and that's happened in a few cases. You take a look at, at Braylon Harmon, our Offensive Player of the Year from Five Star Preps. Uh, he had some offers to go here and there, but ultimately decided to, to kind of take that opportunity with Tennessee. And uh, he's kind of been 
had to go through his ceremony, signing ceremony, and our defensive player of the year did as well. Ryan Scott, two-time defensive player of the year for five-star preps, led West to two state championships. He had opportunities with Murray State and a few other schools, but he elected to go to Tennessee as well. So uh, those opportunities kind of came late in the game in terms of their recruitments, but they came nonetheless. And so uh, they were able to have stunning ceremonies and be celebrated in front of their schools and fan bases, and, and that's always great to see. Boy, it sure is. And and with Scott, is it the same as Braylon, and that is this is a preferred walk-on invitation? Yeah, absolutely. It is. What I like about, even though college football is changing greatly today and in so many ways, what I like about the preferred walk-on opportunities is that colleges like Tennessee are treating these like scholarship players. It's not just some tackling dummy that they're bringing on or a player that they just need to fill a practice role. They have legit plans for these two athletes from Knoxville, one from Catholic and one from West, to get them on the field and help them not only improve and enhance their physique, but to, to contribute on the SEC level. So uh, they're doing great things at Tennessee in terms of the NIL collective and, and everything to really uh, enhance these opportun- opportunities for preferred walk-ons. And, and uh, so uh, really intrigued to see what happens with Braylon Harmon and Ryan Scott. I think those are two guys that will be able to help Tennessee football at some point in their careers. Well, both, you've seen, uh, they just have such a great feel for the game. And and time and time again, when big things happen for their clubs, they were right in the middle of it. And they're all, and, and both showcase just a ton of versatility, don't they? They do. And Braylon Harmon is just one of the most electric players I've covered in my 20 years from a wide receiver perspective, his ability to get down the field and, and make plays happen, uh, catching short routes and, and bursting them into 60, 70-yard touchdowns. Uh, his vision and speed on the kick return game is unmatched and unparalleled. I'm not sure I've seen a better returner uh, in my 20 years. I thought Devon Young uh, back 10, 12 years ago was probably the best I'd seen then, but I think Braylon Harmon exceeds what he was able to do at the high school level. We'll see if he was able to do that at Tennessee uh, like Devon Young was. But and as far as Ryan Scott is concerned, you have a guy that's very athletic, great twitch to him, great instincts to him and when they throw some more muscle on that frame it's going to be uh, interesting to see if he's able to handle that extra weight and and that extra muscle and still keep all that those athletic attributes that he has I think he will I think that's just a natural progression for a kid that's 17 or 18 and as his body continues to grow at the college level uh, he'll adjust to that and uh, don't be surprised if he's on the field here in a year or two. Also, with this first Wednesday in February, you see signing ceremonies going on, but it is more than football, and it is wonderful to see so many athletes that have been able to uh, put in the work and earn the opportunity to continue playing beyond their senior year. Uh, for instance, you look at Farragut, and we've talked about it. Without a doubt, the service academies love Knoxville and East Tennessee. At Farragut alone, you've got a admiral that is signing to play football with Air Force and another that's going to take to the diamond and play baseball at West Point. Yeah, Michael Delph is a pitcher for Farragut High School. Of course, they're two-time defending state champions. And sometimes a player like Michael Delph could get lost amongst the other big signees that they have. Remember, I think Farragut had 12 Division One baseball signees uh, back in November and uh, he's part of a class that's, I think, all told, going to have somewhere around 16 to 20 uh, college baseball signees come out of the class of 2024 just at Farragut alone. 
But you look at what happened over the course of last year for Farragut Baseball and, and Michael Delph's evolution as one of their top arms. The guy is steady. His velocity increased each and every year. But mentally, he was able to hold his own in an intense spotlight at a program like Farragut. You're playing against not only the best competition in the state, but they go out of state and play some absolute monster programs. And Michael Delph, by the end of the year, was an arm that Matt Buckner, their head coach, could rely on time and time again. And they lost one of their best pitchers uh, to injury as well. So Michael Delph played a huge role in Farragut baseball winning a state championship. And as you mentioned, he'll be going on to play at Army once his playing days conclude. And then also, how busy is it going to be around Knoxville and East Tennessee? Yeah, very busy. It starts early, early, early. And I try to tell these administrators, look, I'm a parent now. I have kids. I got to get kids to school. I got We got to get these times maybe pushed back later in the afternoon, but I know they don't want to interrupt school. So uh, we'll walk around the, the times that they said it's all about the kids, not about us. Obviously, I'm just joking, but uh, it starts early, uh, 7, 8 o'clock at places like Catholic and Farragut. There are signings later in the afternoon. There are signings at lunchtime. We get invites from schools all around the, the the East Tennessee area, and we can't get to them all, and I hate that. But that's why we try to report on where these kids are going throughout the year because we know we can't get to all their signings. We can't take pictures and videos at every single signing. So it's incumbent upon us at Five Star Preps to report the news, whether it's on social media or on our website, where these kids are going and give them a spotlight whenever we can. And you can find all the coverage at fivestarpreps.com, where within the last week you guys revealed your 2023 all-five-star preps football teams, so they can find that coverage and more, can't they? Absolutely. It's all free on the website for all five-star preps football teams. You can check out all the offensive and defensive players we selected and uh, what a great year it was in 2023. Jesse Smith, the fivestarpreps.com. And one of the things love about the website, it is a subscription website, but when it is an honor, like the five star preps, uh, all, all five star preps football team or uh, big news with people signing or committing to schools, usually that's, that's free and clear. It's uh, absolutely, it's, everybody can go and enjoy it. It's an incredible and needed resource. Nobody does it better than Jesse. That's been the case for a long time. Love the fact that Tennessee baseball takes such advantage of their the unbelievable baseball that's played in their backyard, including from Farragut. They have Farragut players pretty much every, almost every signing class. They have someone from Farragut. In fact, next year in the 2024 class, five area players on that class that is loaded with a lot of talent. So uh, Farragut, Bearden, Jeff County, Loudon, uh, so just a, a ton of local players and really good ones. And, man, unbelievable. 14 for Farragut off of one team mm-hmm. going on to the college level. Unbelievable. So a lot of these sports outside of football, uh, kids are getting college opportunities and good on them. 631 as you listen to Sports Talk. And we'll turn our attention to Tennessee basketball next on 99.1, the sports animal. Coach, when you, when you look back at the tape from Saturday, what, just what were you most happy with? Well, I really – Probably the preparation going into it. Uh, it was good all week, and then um, I really felt like, uh, or we did as a coaching staff, felt like how our older guys had really prepared uh, helping each other. I thought through the week, you know, we talked about them holding each other accountable, and uh, by doing that, uh, it obviously was, was a good thing because uh, we felt like uh, we'd kind of gotten away from that accountability part with the players. and. So that was a good part of it, along with the fact that, you know, we, uh, I thought we played with a lot of confidence, and that's what we wanted, wanted to do. 
637, 23 in front of 7 o'clock. Tennessee coach Rick Barnes volunteers tonight, play host to LSU. Yeah, and John, watching them practice yesterday, they looked like they had that same mentality of communicating, being loud, being uh, holding each other accountable and having that urgency. And they, they look like it carried over. We'll see what they look like during the game, but good sign to what Rick Barnes was talking about, what led to their victory over Kentucky. Here's more Rick Barnes talking about the game with LSU and looking back on the win over Kentucky. How pleased were you with what Cam gave you in the first half and just showing that awareness to make that pass for Josiah? Well, you know, he had been, he and I had been talking about, you know, he's asking, you know, what do I need to do to play, what I need to do to play, and I obviously keep talking about, you know, defense and those type things as opposed because we know that he's a good offensive player. And, you know, you remember his game at North Carolina where he went in and took as quick a shot as you could take. And during the, the day of the Kentucky game, uh, I looked at him and I said, hey, Cam, if, uh, just tell me if I put you in the game, what would you do? What would I expect? And he said, Coach, I tell you what I would do, I'll get us an extra possession. And I'm, I, I said, yeah, that's a great answer. That really is. And I told the coaches, we get a chance, we're going to get him in there. And he went in and did exactly what he said he would do. Because he's, he's worked hard in practice at getting better defensively. And and um, so he, he earned he earned that, and hopefully he can build on it. What was your message to Tobey during that review after that little scuffle? Well, you know, I've told Tobey many times, I said, you, you don't have any idea he didn't do anything wrong. He was just guys competing, going at it. I said, how the physical impact that you can have, and we need you to be aggressive, not just with that, but uh, all parts of his game. And uh, I just, uh, again, I, I'm not sure there's much to that situation other than I, the officials did what they had to do by rule. And But uh, I just felt like, you know, he was in there competing as hard as he could. And, and uh, I appreciated the fact that, you know, that, that personality, is, we need to see it more. How encouraging was that after kind of a couple weeks of slow play from him? I mean, we you know we have great expectations for Tobey, and I, I tell everyone that he's still young to the game and he's got such a bright future. But uh, he cares a lot, and when you have players that you know that really have a deep care for themselves and their teammates, it obviously makes you feel good because you know how much he cares and how much. He doesn't want to disappoint. He wants to do what's right for himself, but also, and most importantly, he wants to make sure he's doing his job for his teammates. You said that that was kind of like a we're not going to lose this game moment. Did you feel that from the sideline? Yeah, I think those guys had a mindset. First of all, they, we have great respect for Kentucky and, and the job that uh, Coach Calipari does there. And, and uh, we knew that you're going to have to play 40 minutes, which proved to be true. They're not going to stop playing. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I just from the beginning, I thought we had a really good mindset. So you have a pretty high standard for point guards. Can you put Sakai's game in perspective? Well, honestly, after the South Carolina game, we talked to him about, you know, he's got to get back to being who he really is. And, and part of that is holding people around him accountable. And uh, in, in the way that he does it, I've said from the beginning, from the time he walked on this campus as a freshman, what he brought that – you never know until you coach it is in his DNA, and we need him. That's who he is. And uh, but he's getting so much better at learning how to play the point because he never was a true point guard coming in. But uh, he's got a knack to score, which we know that. But uh, he's taking great pride in watching a lot of tape, learning how to make decisions out of ball screens, all those type things. And uh, and you guys watch him when you watch his practice. He what you see during the game, he 
that's what he does in, in practice every day. But uh, a great effort and a, really a, just a terrific game from him. Did Josiah do anything differently in that basketball game to help him? I thought he slowed down, you know. Uh, but he, but you know what, he had been making shots in practice. And, uh, the, and so, uh, like I said, Jordan went through it. Uh, other guys have gone through it that maybe – People don't notice notice it as much, but uh, I thought Josiah uh, he did. Like I've said many times, he I think he got away. He and Jordan both when they were struggling, everybody thought they were struggling. You don't have to make a shot to impact a game, and uh, he had great rhythm in his shots. His first one that he shot was just his kind of rhythm that he needs to shoot with. But he did so much more than make threes for us. I mean, his I mean he was one guy that was doing a great job getting to the glass for us and. Uh, really trying to rebound against a really good offense, a good a good rebounding team. Period. But uh, I just think he got lost in the game and let it come to him. Comments from Tennessee coach Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes talked about how he went to Cam Carr and said, "What would you do if I put you in the game?" And he said, "Get you an extra possession." He really liked that. What he left out is what he told. He told that story in more detail on vault calls with Bob Kessling and Brent Hubs, and basically. Cam went to the coaching staff a couple of days beforehand and said, Coach, I think I'm ready to play and help this team. And he's like, Rick Barnes said, well, why? And he said, because I've improved as a defender. And Rick Barnes said, I told him, if you don't retract that statement, I'm never going to play you again. Because <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't believe him. So basically cam Carr said okay well i will show you and he came out motivated the next couple of days of practice that led to rick barnes asking him what would you do if i put you in the game and he had the right answer and thus he got his minutes and took full advantage of them so it was a big talking point yesterday at practice was everybody talking about his alley-oop to decide jordan james that was uh that was what a lot of people were talking about before and afterwards so very well done by that young man to be ready to go and there, there was not a voice outside of Rick Barnes that I heard more than Cameron Carr. Not only is he communicating now, but he is loud in doing that. Coaches love to see that, especially when you're, you have to play team defense. That's Vince Ferrar. I'm John Wilkerson. We'll hear more from Cameron Carr later in this morning's program, approaching 644, almost 16 in front of 7 o'clock. Again, 32 degrees as you make your way out the door. A little colder this morning. It will be a little bit warmer this afternoon in regards to yesterday. But we've got more sports talk with Benjamin Hardy. His report right now gets you up to date on 99.1 The Sports Animal. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Hey, everybody, this is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day, plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen. Tonight, the sixth-ranked Tennessee men's basketball team hosts LSU at the Food City Center. 
Tennessee has won the last two games against LSU, both by more than 14 points. Tip-off is set for 7 with Vol Network coverage beginning at 6.30 right here on the Sports Animal. Staying with men's college basketball, unranked Clemson defeated the third-ranked UNC Tar Heels 80-76 last night. P.J. Hall led the Tigers with 25 points and 9 rebounds. This is the second time Clemson has defeated UNC at Chapel Hill, with the first ever being in 2020. Martinez ahead for Stone. Now Stevenson with Carlson. Skate the stick. Dangles. In NHL news, the Edmonton Oilers missed their opportunity to tie the longest win streak in league history last night after falling to the Las Vegas Golden Knights 3-1. Had they won, they would have tied the 1992-93 Pittsburgh Penguins 17-game win streak, which is the longest in NHL history. Their 16-game win streak gives them a tie for second place with the 2016-2017 Columbus Blue Jackets. That audio is courtesy of ESPN. With your Sports Animal Sports Minute, this has been Benjamin Hardy. Stay tuned. More sports talk is next. Final segment of this first hour of Sports Talk, 6.52 on this Wednesday morning, 8 in front of 7 o'clock. With Vince Ferrara, I'm John Wilkerson. And as the news came down yesterday that Ryan Scott was going to make his way from West High School, two-time defending state champs in 5A football, to the University of Tennessee, I caught up with 5starpreps.com's Jesse Smithy, and he talks more about the product from the Rebels. Well, and Ryan Scott, you're getting a two-time five-star preps defensive player of the year. And he's the first person in our short history to ever repeat that honor and we've had great players like Caleb Fortner that's come through he made big things happen up at Army Gray Carroll defensive lineman at Alcoa but Ryan Scott's ability to lead on the field and in the locker room and lead that West Rebels football team to -to back-to-back state championships in class 5A the past two seasons really weighed heavily on us and our decision making and and making him our two-time player of the year on defense and it's not just the volume tackles it's the tackles for loss, the interceptions, the ability to, to have guys on the field in the right positions around him to make plays. And you talk to the coaches, yeah, he, he knows the game. He's got football IQ, but uh, he, he is sneaky good athletically. I, I always are going to remember his junior year, that leaping interception that he had in the corner of the end zone at Alcoa when West defeated Alcoa uh, at, in Blunt County. Uh, just I didn't know he had that in him. And as we watched him more, you started to see more and more crazy athletic plays that Ryan Scott has. So right now he's around 6'1", 210, 215. Tennessee is going to enhance that body a little bit more, i got to think, to get him up 15, 20 pounds before he can really start to see meaningful playing time. But I think his body will handle that. I think as he continues to grow and mature, his his body will adjust and, and still be able to keep the athletic his measurables and his times and his jumping ability, even with a, a couple extra pounds on it. So comments from Jesse Smith, the five star preps.com. Yeah. And the timing of the big plays that he would make at West high school was part of that. Just like what Jesse was alluding to with that interception to seal that win at Alcoa a couple of years ago. That's right. Uh, just an, a dynamic performer in what he has meant to coach Brown and his program at West and now on his way to the University of Tennessee as a preferred walk-on. It is five in front of seven o'clock, and we've got hour number two of Sports Talk next on 99.1, The Sports Animal. 
Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen.